All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd first like to thank our sponsors in Monster Energy, Fly Racing, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASU Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we have an interview with special guest in MX2 Red Bull KTM star, Andrea Adamo, fresh off another fantastic weekend in Finland. How's life? And thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you to you. Always a pleasure. No, nah, mate, it's been an amazing season for you, obviously leading the championship alongside your training partner, Prado and Smet. So it must be uh, pretty happy times at training, mate, with both you guys on top of the world. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's uh, something really unbelievable because we are training together from, yeah, from November, actually. And, um, and yeah, now... I mean that uh, we are five races to go, and we are we are both leading the championship in in from the first race of the year, so it's uh, really unbelievable. I mean, uh, when uh, yeah, it's it's really something unbelievable because all the all the work, all the energies that uh, we have put in, in in the winter now, it's it's uh, it's paying back, you know. So yeah, it's really really amazing. Yeah, it's impressive, mate. We've spoken about how good you've been on many podcasts and just, yeah, obviously leading the championship, having the red plate, all the adversity you've faced. Obviously, you had a bit of an issue with it in Latvia. You spoke of on the Behind the Gate show and, yeah, just the consistency. And now you've, you know what it's like. You're gaining so much experience and you've seized the opportunity and you're really rising to the occasion when it matters, just like last weekend in Finland. So what do you put it down to, mate? Just all that hard work you've done. You're, you're really mentally strong as well, obviously. You stay away from trouble. You're so focused, determined. You just do your work, mate. So is that what you put it down to? And would you say you're definitely exceeding the expectations you had for yourself at the start of the year? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure, let's say, I mean... Um... I don't. I don't want to say the expectation were um, were lower because yeah, it's not nice. But uh, like I said many times, I was uh, not really, um, not really uh, thinking about one number. So I was just thinking to go there and to go out there and really give give my best. But um, yeah, also I was not thinking to be at this point and leading the championship. You know. Uh, I mean, uh, came everything together, everything really, really quick. So I also, I, I was really actually not, um, I never have been on this position. And last year I was, I mean, fighting for top seven, eight, six, when sometimes was good or, yeah, maybe one, um, some models I did in, in the top five, but okay is is different than be consistent on almost all the time on top three you know almost there and and really fighting for race wins and yeah it's quite different so i also had to to get used to it you know because it's not easy and uh i i had to get used during the year so also was like i had to get used but also don't do mistakes because you need to get used without doing mistakes because otherwise it cost the cost you a lot, you know. So yeah, it was was actually not not super super easy, and uh, but still I managed. I I think I think we managed to to do it quite good. 
Yeah, mate, it's been nothing short of impressive. And, you know, we spoke just after Trentino where you had that very special win on home soil. Brilliant day, mate. And you've just really gone from strength to strength and managed the season, you know, just like Jorge in a way has managed the season so well. And, you know, you got eight overall podiums, 18 moto podiums, average race finish of 3.21 and an average first lap position of 5.93. It just sort of sums up the consistency, mate. Do you sort of look into the numbers and analyse your races all the time looking for areas to improve? Yeah, for sure. There is, there is uh, always, always something to improve. One thing that I think we should, uh, we should live like this is the consistency, the like the consistency because uh, really I was really consistent this year, and and I hope that I'm gonna I'm gonna be hit. like the goal is be consistent, uh, because consistent until until the end of the year. So. Uh, but so far I I've been really 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 always there, and that's one thing that uh, that pay a lot, you know. Because uh, I mean, sometimes during during the races you have to take some decisions that are you have to like really think and take, not really think and wait a bit and and then take one decision. You know, you really have to take straight away, but uh sometimes it's not it's not also easy when somebody is faster than you not uh, like i mean not letting go because okay it's racing you have to fight but uh stay in your zone and don't don't go over for following you know because sometimes i mean we are really especially the the top 5 we are really all guys that every every GP can fight for podiums, you know, and so those guys are fast and can be that can happen that uh, can happen that uh, one day or one moto or like one full weekend they are more fast than you, and uh, but because you cannot be all weekend on 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 top, you know, so you need to accept and. You need to think forward. You need to, like, really be be patient and not do stupid mistakes that can cost you a lot of points or can cost you the season. Because I mean, we are not, um, with all the respect, we are not playing soccer. Uh, so you need to be. Sometimes you need to be careful. You need to accept that somebody can be faster than you, faster than you. So you have to fight. But once that he pass you and. In, in a couple of meters give you already I don't know one or two seconds I mean try to follow him but don't kill yourself for passing back you know mm. so yeah that that's a bit uh, sometimes what what can be uh, let's say sometimes that that can be difficult to control and so yeah that was I think also one of the 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 points where where this season where this season at, at the moment I was strong because I was like really really realistic also when I was riding out of the track I was really realistic and accept that somebody could be faster than me so yeah, that's impressive, mate. Obviously, you're so young and to have that sort of disciplined, mature sort of way to approach racing in the heat of the battle, it's 
it's very impressive for someone so young. And, and it's also been impressive to see that when you have the speed, you have that extra gear, like in Locket, for example, and on Finland on the weekend, mate. So that must be a cool little trick to have up your sleeve. You've got the, you know, you've got the caution, there's safety first, but when you need it, like, uh, for example, when you made that pass on Simon on the weekend, you set that up, you got the speed before the ram jump round the waves, and then you closed it off on the inside, mate. So seeing that sort of stuff, you took the opportunity, you knew you had the speed. It was just piecing it together on a track like that, mate. So, and especially in the sand, which you've made obviously huge improvements because we were speaking that you actually rode very well in Lommel, even though the results weren't what you wanted, but it's all coming together nicely, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, after after the GP Lommel, because, uh, like, yeah, like you know, we had three GPs in a row. We had Lockett, Lommel and Finland. So it was three in a row. And after Lockett, I was really happy i was a bit sad because i missed the podium or i don't know uh maybe could be also one uh gp win but this we will never know anymore so uh i'm i'm almost sure that i missed the podium so that i'm i'm almost sure but okay was like this also that that is racing for me that was a bit a wild move that was like really not needed because we were fighting for P10, you know, was not really like we were not first and second at last lap, at last corner. So that was a bit, but okay. Like I said before, sometimes you have to take decision like, bam, like this. And he decided to, to like, to just to take me out. And I mean, the only thing that when I was on the ground, the only thing that I could do is or give him a shit or uh, just take the bike and go. So. Yeah, there was only two options, so uh, I chose just take the bike and go. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, after after Lockett, there was Lommel, and for me, actually, many people, which which I talk or on on internet because sometimes it's also better don't don't open the the social media because yeah, really there is a lot of people that say many things and different things and. Yeah, we, they were saying everyone like, yeah, shoot GP and lost a lot of points and this and that. Yeah, if you look, if you look the GP about the points, yeah, that's true. I lose a lot of points in Lommel, but if you look the GP from the other side, I mean, I was P three in free practice, fighting for pole position in time practice, P four in quality race, P four in in first model, so. Another P4 or P5 in second moto for me was perfect. It was just the, the, the perfect weekend. But okay, uh, I mean, unfortunately, I did one moto where I did like a lot of a, a lot of mistakes. I like, yeah, really, I crashed twice and then I went off the track and yeah, really a lot of a lot of things together. And yeah, that's true. I lose a lot of points and everything. But in general, for me, it was one really not really really positive weekend but it was one positive weekend i had good feelings and i was i was maybe during the moto faster like them but not consistent because yeah if you if you if you watch the lap times i mean where i was not like five seconds slower you know we were all there and and from my best lap and the best lap of Lucas, I think there was not even one second, like was half second. We were really 
really close. But unfortunately, in Sakamoto, I did all that mistakes and that cost me a good result and cost me that I lose a lot of points. But I mean, that's also racing, you know, and I went I went uh, um, to the GP Loma that I was 37 points. I went back to home that I was 13. But then uh, the only thing that, that I could do was a bit like Lockett or I was... Or I, or I could like crying on myself and say, oh, you did shit and this and that. Or just take the positives. For sure, analyze the negatives because you have to take the positive. But if if there were some negatives, you also need to analyze and, and, and try to understand what was wrong and, and everything. So for sure that. Then reset everything and go for another 1GP. And that's what I did. And and that for me work, works really perfect. And and yeah, in Finland, I I rode like uh, I was not uh, actually thinking or counting. Also, the other GP I was not, but there even less because after a quali race that I had some problems with, I stole the bike and and with with a yeah, I was really muddy, so I had some problem with the goggles. I mean, I was ten points in front. And 10 points, you don't have to count nothing. You just have to go and stop. So that's what I did, you know? Yeah, it was impressive, mate. Well, how did you find the track? Oh, firstly, at Lommel with the new layout, obviously it was a lot slower, harder to get momentum. The bumps developed quite interestingly. And then obviously switching it to Finland, mate. What were the keys to your success there? Piecing everything together, just you were so precise and technical and intelligent the way you rode, but obviously you had that blistering speed that probably only Simon had. Obviously, Yago on the Saturday was very fast through the weekend, but yeah. you know, the way you managed it and obviously with that noise in between the motos of Yago getting injured, it's a lot to sort of take on, mate. So just talk us through it from your point. Yeah, about, about Lommel, I like the new layout because having is always nice to change the yeah, the track was really rough. I mean, Lommel is always one GP that um, is always one special GP. It's really like, uh, I don't know, I feel like that is really one, you know, one is a bit like one full race of mud, you know. It's, it's a bit like this. I mean, you don't have to do mistakes, but you have to be careful. You have to, yeah, you have to be fast, but careful. So, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit strange. But yeah, in general, I like quite a lot the new layout. It was not bad, and it also was nice to change and everything. About Finland, yeah, about Finland, I also liked a lot the track. And um, um, yes, Saturday was was a bit was a bit different because the track was um, was a bit more dry than than what was on Sunday. Uh, so the sand was a bit uh, on Sunday. The the sand was a bit heavier than than Saturday, and yeah, except quality race. Eh? I mean, I'm talking about free practice and time practice. That was quite uh, quite uh, slippery, and uh, yeah, the truck was a bit small. But in general, I liked I liked the truck really a lot. Was not was not was still one sand track, but not the. Uh, Lomo type, let's say, was a bit different. Um, was I think was a bit more Valkesvar style, you know, was a bit that style, not Lomo, not really Lomo, was more sharp bumps and and kickers and those stuff than than really long long bumps. So was a bit was a bit different, but still, 
still I didn't I didn't expect to to came on with my first one one. So I mean was uh, I went there completely like free and not not uh, thinking about nothing, just doing do my things. But still, like I mean, came home for the first time with one one was unbelievable, and that I mean I was so happy. Yeah, mate. Did you get a bit of chance to celebrate that one? Obviously, you said afterwards, yeah, like you probably didn't expect it, and you said some really classy words about Yago afterwards too, mate. And so, did you get a chance to have a celebrate? Because also, they said in the press conferences the girlfriend was crying, mate. So she's always happy when that's happening. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We. Um, like I mean, in, in the evening we went with all the team to with uh, sushi together. So, so yeah, I was we were really happy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, every like all we were we we didn't really at a party like we didn't celebrate, but still we had dinner all together and and uh, I mean, what what uh, what you can have better than this that one dinner with all the team and then yeah. It's one of uh, my favorite things that is sushi and yeah, so. No, mate, you earned really, it, that's for sure. Definitely earned yeah. it. And, and I was going to say, how's the mindset of dealing with the red plate and the burden and sort of expectations with that? Because you obviously gained it, lost it, and now you've gained it back. You feel like you've adapted pretty well to that now and sort of handled it as the season's gone on, which is a good point you made earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah, honestly, I had really a good... Um, I had really like. I had pretty good feeling. I didn't uh, really put so much pressure on on my shoulders, you know. I just, uh, yeah, just the first race was a bit difficult, but from from the second race that I had the red plate, I mean, was really. I had really everything uh, was coming really natural, and so yeah, I mean. No, it's yeah. Now it's the thing is that now I have some quite some like I have sixty points on Yago, which yeah I hope for him that he will come back in Sweden. Also, if I think not, because I mean was was not a, an easy easy injury yet. Uh, yeah, because there was the plate and everything. So I hope, but I hope that he will come back in Sweden. Uh, like. If he will, if he will be there, I will do my race. If he not, if he will not, we, we he will not be there. I will still do my race. Yeah. For me, doesn't change nothing, and and still I want to, I want to try to to yeah to be there and and I will not. <clears throat> let's say the plan is not to that now. I have yeah. You are never safe until the checker flag. So that's for sure. But now I have more a bit more points than what what I had when I was coming in Finland. So the mindset is not gonna be like, ah, uh, yeah. Now we have to count and be careful and this and that. No, I want to my do do my own race and try to to fight with the guys like I did in Finland and and yeah, we will see where where we end up. But the mindset is for sure that. The one try to 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 be there, you know, not to to, I mean, not to do one one different race than what I did. All these races so far. Yeah, just keep it rolling, mate. That's probably the aim from here. And 
Yeah, just do you actually like Sweden as a track? You feel comfortable there heading into that one? And how's the sort of week in between GPs off being made? You got a couple of days on the bike and just a lot of recovery, obviously, because three in a row is pretty heavy. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> actually, this week was a bit um, not strange week, but was a bit like um, on Monday. I was feeling so good. On Tuesday, I was feeling so good. And then on Wednesday, I had one training on the bike. And then I was not feeling good. I was feeling tired. Because, I mean, uh, the thing was that every morning that I was uh, was waking up, I was like, oh, yeah, last weekend I went 1-1. Yeah, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So I, I was not feeling really how much I was tired. You know, already on Monday, I was feeling so good. Normally, it's not like this. Normally on Monday, I like I feel tired and then it's always getting better and better. But here was like, was better, better, worse, a bit worse, then worse, worse. And then I had to rest a lot. Like normally we have, we have one, like one relaxed day on Monday. But I, I, I took that relaxed day also on Friday because on Friday I was dead you know because i didn't really uh take a, take too much care on on monday and tuesday and then on on friday i was already dead so yeah we decided to to let's say then all in, in midweek to really like take some rest you know because i was quite tired because I, in the first days i was quite uh too too much too enthusiast and then but yeah i mean uh no this this week was a bit uh yeah i rode two times the bike and also one time we went enduro with joel and um but in general it was quite an easy week and yesterday i did uh yeah one one physical one normal physical day and then uh and then yeah, today I will take it take it really easy and looking look MotoGP and and this stuff. <clears throat> yeah, mate. Well, so you're gonna watch Hurlings in the Adak. Obviously, won the first race yesterday. Very impressive. Is that something you'll be checking an eye on? Yeah, I checked. I checked the results. Yes. Yeah, that no, was impressive, mate. It's good to see Jonas back as well. I wanted to ask you: Are you sort of always making adjustments to your program with obviously Smets? You got Tony Caroli, Harry Norton. Do you guys always work together and you're sort of looking at different ways to manage the season? And I wanted to also ask you, what does it take to succeed working under someone like Smets? Because obviously he would demand a lot of you, and obviously, but your attitude and your work ethic really impressed him, no doubt. So, yeah, what does he admire about you and how do you sort of work as a team to get the best outcomes? Yeah, for sure. I mean, me, Joel, Tony and Harry, and then also all the team, but more, more, uh, let's say, as for we, we really talk a lot, and 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 then maybe on Friday when we need before the races have a little meeting about yeah about everything you know it's always good to to speak about uh, how was the week and what we did and this and that so what was the feelings. So yeah, me, Eddie, and Joel, we really talk a lot about uh, about a bit about a bit about everything. Uh, I mean, for sure, if Joel make a plan and say, okay, uh, on Monday you have to go two hours with the bicycle. Yeah, he will. He, he will not call Tony and say, yeah, Tony, for you is fine. No, the, the, on on this 
On this side, not. So on this side, only Joel will take care about the programs and also the programs, the programs on the bike. But I mean, when we are talking about something more serious, like, I don't know, testing and, uh, and like, can be that sometimes with Joel, I say like, yeah, Joel, you know, I'm maybe not complaining, but I'm like, you think we can improve this? And then he called Tony or and Ari, and then they, they 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 try to organize a meeting and try to organize something, and they discuss the situation, and then they try to always find the best solution, and then if 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 we need to to organize a test and everything. So, I mean, I think uh, me, Tony, Ari, we are really a good team, and I really feel so comfortable with them and and to talk about everything you know because uh, i mean uh, everyone on the team do do a little a little part and uh, yeah and yeah i mean and and that's why i think also of of my of of my year good so far you know uh, i think was also yeah not not I think I'm sure that was also because of that because in general everything is working good and and the people that we have around are people with so much experience and they know where where to 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 work on on different situations you know yeah it's very good mate the framework's great but you've also got to give a lot of credit to yourself as well for doing the work to get to the position you're in because just having those guys isn't enough. So you've obviously got the talent plus the work, which is getting you where you are. But I wanted to just also ask about Tony. Obviously, he's still an amazing rider, isn't he? He's still super fast. He'd probably still be getting top 10s in MXGP, wouldn't he? And obviously, you guys both being Sicilian, that'd sort of give you guys a little bit more of a special relationship, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. For it. Like, uh, really, when 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 I was when I was more kid, I was like, uh, even dream to talk with uh, with Tony. And now that uh, I mean, uh, I'm in the team, and him is the team manager. I mean, like we spend really all weekend together, and uh, and when we are together, we really, we really enjoy a lot, and we have a lot of fun together, and uh, we always watched, we always watch the races of the MGP together, the quali race and second moto always together. So I mean, it's really something that uh, yeah, I'm really proud of it because Tony is amazing. I is one amazing person, and I always learn a lot from him. And always when when I have some like some questions or some difficult moments, he always is always there to help me. And I mean, uh, also in Lommel, well, after second model where I was really disappointed, I was really like. Really, really disappointed, but he came straight away on me and say, "Yeah, don't worry, Andrea. I mean, uh, can be also can be also that uh, can happen. Was shit moto. Don't don't worry. And yeah, we will go back and fight. And yeah, behind the podium and because I, yeah, behind the podium because I have to take the red plate. And he said to me, "Yeah, don't don't worry, just smile. And uh, because uh, we are we are all here for you and." Don't don't be don't be sad and just smile and let's reset everything and let's go for already think about Finland already you know and that uh, yeah was really yeah 
Yeah, that that I think helped me a lot. Yeah, and obviously the same goes with your partner and like your little dog and your your wider family. It's so important having that support around because you know with my wife, if you're having a bad day or you've got a little dog like we do, it just sort of lifts you up, doesn't it, mate? To have all that group around you, it's massive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it is for sure because I mean, still when still when after one shit day you go back home and yeah, there is still my girlfriend and and my little dog waiting for me and so I mean that's. That sometimes, uh, not sometimes, most of the time, like bring you with the head somewhere else, where, which is good, you know, because always be there and think about, uh, I could do this, I could do that. And yeah, you could. But uh, now what, what you did is, is now it's you cannot change anymore, you know. So yeah, sometimes it's also better because I think uh, you have to, Think about mistakes and everything, but also not too much because otherwise you you will get crazy, you know. So yeah, that's that's another one one aspect which is so good and helping me a lot. Yeah, mate, just being able to smile even after a rough day is just massive. And I wanted to talk about the relationship with your teammates, Sasha and Liam. You guys are sort of running your own program, obviously, but on the weekends, do you sort of get along, have some jokes, talk lines, talk strategy, this kind of thing, or is it sort of pretty separate? Oh. No, actually, with Sasha not so much because Sasha even is always uh, he's always somewhere somewhere else. He's he's not um, getting cha- getting ready under the tent. Uh, he is always at East Camper or I mean different places, so not really so much. And yeah, with Liam a bit, but we we are not talking about strategy or stuff like this. I mean, we are just talking sometimes about. How is the track and this and that? But yeah, actually, it's quite uh, quite separate. I mean, uh, we had quite a good relationship, not not so bad, but uh, but yeah, in, in general, it's everything quite uh, quite separate. Because yeah, I mean, which is which I think is normal because we always train separate and we always see us at the races. So I mean. It's normal because we don't we don't have so much to talk about, you know. No, well said. Just a couple more before we let you go, mate. Just wanted to say congrats on obviously the new contract extension with KTM. Very much deserved. It must be so cool that you know mid season they're placing their faith in you like that. They're happy to announce it. They're obviously you guys are just so happy working together. So long, mate. Continue, I guess, for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's one dream dream that uh, will continue for 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 more i mean so i'm so happy about it and i'm so proud to 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 be in orange for two more years and then yeah i like i mean was a bit like uh when i signed the contract when when we were talking about extend the con extend the contract for two more years i even didn't think so much about it i just did it and stopped you know and another one, I know the fans want to all hear this one, mate. Motocross the Nations, obviously, you'll be very excited to represent Italy again. Always a massive honour. And Guadagnini should hopefully be coming back around Turkey, we're hearing. And then you'll have Ferrato, most likely, as your other teammate. If you need other guys, Lupino, Monticelli, whatever. But the Italian, the generation coming through strong with Lazza and Bonacorsi and these kind of guys. So your excitement towards that and also the chance to maybe race, you know, the Deegan, Lawrence Brothers, Shimoda, these guys, it's going to be a pretty big earn, isn't it? Yeah, for sure it's. Yeah, for sure, it's gonna be. I mean, I'm really looking forward, uh, like every year, to 
to, I mean, like every year, <laughs> only last year was my first year. So, but the years, the year before I was like really, really looking forward to watch it and now to, to, to be part of the team. So yeah, always looking forward for one race like this because I'm really, really proud to, to, let's say, to, uh, to represent my team, you know, my country, and yeah, so proud, and also to, I'm I'm really curious to see this American guy here, guys here in in Europe. I mean, because last year we went there and they were pretty fast, but I want to see now when we come here, when they come here, what what they can do. I mean, I'm sure that they can be fast, but I'm really curious to see what. What, what they can do and uh, because Erne it's really a typical French track and what more what we are used than what they are used you know that's going to so, be fascinating yeah. mate and just one more on the Indonesian trip how was it for you did you enjoy the tracks did you enjoy the tourist stuff did you enjoy the two weeks was it too long a lot of the riders sort of have varying opinions on it and obviously me being Australian there's talk of having an Australian GP next year. So would you prefer them maybe do one Indonesia, one Australia, or two Indonesia and an Australia? What's your opinion on it all? Yeah, I don't know what what I prefer to do. Maybe uh, maybe two and one. Uh, yeah, maybe two and one. Because, I mean, going to Indonesia and stay there only for one GP is a bit too, too tight. So better to do... Two and one, and but yeah, in general, my trip in Indonesia was quite good. I mean, uh, I only I only had um, yeah first GP in quali race. I really I really had a big crash, and then yeah, I hit my head really pretty hard, and then on the first GP was not so good because I was not feeling really on yeah on point. I was a bit lost in my head, and uh, so I had. Um, uh, pretty the Monday and Tuesday after the ra- after the first GP in Indonesia was a bit quite uh, yeah quite um, let's say uh, I was not feeling the best but then yeah but in general it was a good trip uh, also the second second GP was good I, I liked the track and now in general it was really a good GP and yeah uh, I enjoyed the trip we take it like a bit like holiday also so was yeah was really good awesome mate and before we let you go just give you a chance to say thanks to your fans the people that support you and obviously i saw you have a new website mate so tell us a little bit about that too yeah also my new website i mean uh for all the guys that follow follow the podcast and everything if you have time just go go there and have have a quick look because it's really really a cool yeah i mean there is nothing special but it's something where you can find the race reports and everything. And so, yeah, really, really good. And, um, and yeah, just wanted to, to thanks, not someone in particular, but everyone, uh, like the team and everyone, I mean, all the fans that, that, uh, they, they support me and yeah, everyone really thanks a lot. I appreciate a lot. Yeah, are you going to do some clothing people can buy from the website eventually soon, mate? Maybe at Majori, got some special things lined up, some special kit, anything? Uh, like- at, at the moment, uh, at the moment, not I will not put nothing on the website. But uh, yeah, for Majora, yeah, I didn't say nothing yet, but it's going to come something for Majora. So yeah, 
uh, you guys will see everything in yeah not in not so much time so yeah something cool is gonna is is gonna come only for major at the moment so yeah let's we you will see guys all right mate cheers thanks for taking the time and yeah before we uh wrap this one up we'd like to thank the sponsor monster energy fly racing fox parts europe scott bell helmets acherbys asu performance kawasaki uk ktm uk and of course even strokes for all their incredible support as without them there is no us all right andrea thanks again mate and all the best for the rest of the season just keep it rolling that's what you'll be planning to do so thank you yes thank you so much bye